Welcome to Apologetics with Brian O'Connell, where in each episode I answer difficult questions that confront Christianity. In our last episode, I addressed a common argument that's often made, which is that throughout history, science has oftentimes been obstructed by religion. In addressing this claim, I gave two historical examples which are often given by people who hold to an evolutionary worldview in order to show how the church is regularly wrong in matters of science. If you recall, those two examples were Christopher Columbus and Galileo. However, it was shown that the church has not hindered the advancements of science. Not only that, but I ended the episode by pointing out that a thorough study of history will show that science has actually flourished as a result of the church. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing the topic of origins and asking the question, how did we get here? In other words, are we here as a result of evolution or are we here as the result of an intelligent designer, as the result of an intelligent creator? Is one side of the argument based on faith and therefore fiction, while the other side is based on science and therefore fact? The way this question is answered will be based on one's worldview. In case you haven't heard this term before, a worldview is the lens through which you see the world around you. For example, picture a pair of glasses that has colored lenses instead of clear lenses. If those lenses were red, then everything you looked at through those lenses would have a reddish tint. Likewise, if those lenses were blue, then everything you looked at would have a bluish tint. So, when a person believes in evolution, they hold to a materialistic worldview. This means that, to them, matter is the prime reality. Matter is the thing from which everything came from. In other words, when they look at the stars, planets, trees, animals, humans, and anything else through their worldview lens, they believe that everything they see is the result of evolution, undirected processes that came into existence by itself and evolved over billions of years. However, the person that believes that we're here as a result of an intelligence or as the result of a creator, they hold to a theistic worldview. This means that they believe that a personal God is the prime reality, that God is the thing from which all things came from. So for them, when they look at the stars, planets, trees, animals, humans, and anything else through their worldview lens, they believe that everything they see is the result of an intelligent creator. Now, something you need to understand is that evolutionists and creationists are both looking at the same exact evidence. They're just interpreting the evidence through their worldview lenses and therefore coming to completely different worldview conclusions. For example, when Charles Darwin was on his famous voyage around the world on the HMS Beagle, he made several discoveries that led to his famous theory of evolution. One of his discoveries was seashells, which he found up in the mountains. He concluded that the mountains evolved over millions of years through different volcanic events, and it was for this reason 
that the seashells were up in the mountains. For the evolutionist, the seashells act as evidence for their theory. However, the creationist can look at that same evidence and interpret it completely differently. The creationist is going to look at the same exact evidence, the seashells found up in the mountains, and view it as evidence for a global flood. So which view is correct? Well, I hope that you will understand that both sides take faith. It's not just the creationists that require faith for their beliefs. The person that holds to evolution also requires faith. For example, according to UC Berkeley, they claim that scientists have found possible locations for the origin of life. The reason for their excitement is that these different locations contain the necessary chemicals needed for life to begin. There are also scientists from other prestigious institutions like MIT that are trying to recreate the Earth's conditions for when life began. The problem is that if every organism requires the same six chemical ingredients, carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, phosphorus, and sulfur, where did these chemicals come from? If it was immense primordial energy, elementary particles, matter and antimatter that created the universe, then where did the immense primordial energy, elementary particles, matter and antimatter come from? The answer to this cannot be time. The answer oftentimes given by evolutionists is that these things came into existence and evolved over time. But that does not answer where the first chemical or life form came from. The evolutionist still has to ask themselves the question of how the first life form began and where the matter came from that then turned into everything that we see. Not only does the evolutionist need to explain where the matter came from, which made up all of life, but they need to explain how life is even possible under their evolutionary worldview. What I mean is this. Evolutionists believe that life and the universe is the result of the Big Bang. However, with this claim comes a problem for them, which is the initial conditions which would have been necessary for life to begin. For example, in the book Signs of Intelligence, Understanding Intelligent Design, Dr. Walter Bradley contributed an article titled The Just So Universe, The Fine-Tuning of Constants and Conditions in the Cosmos. In his article, Dr. Bradley explained that there was a critical condition that had to be met during the Big Bang. He wrote that a fundamental boundary condition of the Big Bang that is critical is its initial velocity. He goes on to explain why the initial velocity is so critical. He writes, If this velocity is too fast, the matter in the universe expands too quickly and never coalesces into planets, stars, and galaxies. If the initial velocity is too slow, the universe expands only for a short time and then quickly collapses under the influence of gravity. Dr. Bradley then explains that based on how precise initial velocity had to be according to cosmological models, these initial velocity requirements seem to overwhelm chance. So, 
we see that not only do evolutionists need to explain where matter came from, but they need to explain how life is possible through their evolutionary model, especially with how precise the conditions needed to be for life to exist. But now let's turn our attention to the creationist. Where did God come from? Who created him? As you can see, the creationist worldview clearly requires faith. But my point here is to show that both worldviews require faith. It's not just the facts of science versus the faith of religion. It's faith versus faith. Although the creationist still needs to be able to explain the existence of God and the origin of life, the difficulty lies with the evolutionist. For example, according to the theory of evolution, out of nothing came everything through undirected processes. Out of nothing came all of the particles, matter, and chemicals that are required for life to exist, and that somehow, through the required precise conditions, these elements, through undirected processes, form the planets, the sun, the earth, and all of the other complex life forms that we observe today. There's a further problem, which Newton considered and which Dr. Bradley pointed to. If the universe was formed by these different chemicals and gravity, why with the gravitational pull that took place, why didn't all of the matter in the universe get sucked together? How were the planets formed through undirected processes? And how can you explain the planetary rotations? Another question that Newton asked was regarding the sun. If the universe all came from the same matter, then how do you explain the sun? Why is it that no other body in our solar system gives off heat and light? Why are there differences at all between any of the heavenly bodies? If everything came from the same matter, then how do you explain the Earth being the only planet perfect for life to exist? If everything came into existence accidentally and evolved through undirected processes, then how do you explain our finely tuned universe? If you think about each of the points that I just mentioned, it's clear that belief in evolution requires faith. But let's go back to the question of who created God, because we as Christians or creationists are not off the hook. To answer this question, let me bring up Plutarch's famous dilemma, where he asks, which came first, the chicken or the egg? The dilemma comes in the answer. If you say the chicken came first, then you need to explain how the chicken came into existence. And if you say the egg, you need to explain how the egg came into existence. As you can see, this philosophical question is circular and never ends. And it's the same problem with the explanation for the existence of God. It was not a different God that created God. That, likewise, would be circular and never-ending. Who created that God, and that God, and so on. The answer for the chicken and the egg dilemma is that there needs to be something outside of the chicken and the egg that created either one. 
God is the only logical explanation for anything to exist. He is the uncaused cause. He is a God that is outside of time, space, and matter. The problem of the chicken or the egg does not apply to God. The problem of the chicken or the egg applies to evolution because the evolutionist is going to say that we came from matter and that this matter was just always here. However, science has disproved this through the calculations of people like Stephen Hawking, Einstein, and others, as well as through the red shift discovery made by Hubble, which I'll address these discoveries in more detail in upcoming episodes. But the fact is that science has shown that the universe had a beginning. In other words, science has shown us that matter had a beginning, that there was a point in time in which nothing existed. So we need to ask ourselves, if there was a point in time in which there was no matter, then where did the matter come from? Not only that, but what caused its beginning? When you look through the telescope at the planetary orbits or through the microscope at the complexity of things like the bacterial flagellum that looks like an engineered engine with a drive shaft and rotors, does it make more sense that these things came about through random, undirected processes or that they were designed especially since they look designed. Which worldview requires more faith? When you look through the lens of a telescope or a microscope, it's clear that the object you are looking at is complex and orderly, which points to an intelligent creator. It's clear that the universe was created and points to a creator, which is why Psalm 19 verse 1 says that the heavens declare the glory of God. So again, does it take more faith to think that the ordered and finely tuned universe is here as a result of random chance and undirected processes or as a result of an intelligent creator? Norman Geisler and Frank Turek in their book I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist make this point. They write, if there is no God, then why is there something rather than nothing? Their point is this, that if you believe in evolution and hold to a materialistic worldview, you need to explain where that first life came from. Where did time, space, and matter come from? Frank Turek and Norman Geisler write that in light of the evidence we are left with only two options. Either no one created something out of nothing, or else someone created something out of nothing. Which view is more reasonable? I think that Norman Geisler and Frank Turek make an excellent point. And I think that you should ask yourself, when you look at the universe around you, and you see the order and complexity that is within the universe, does it make more sense to believe that everything you see is the result of undirected processes and mutations that came from nothing? Or that there was an intelligent creator that's the cause of the order and complexities that we see? 
an intelligent creator that's outside of time, space, and matter, and is the cause of the beautiful, orderly, and complexities that we see. Which worldview requires more faith? Both worldviews require faith. However, it's a lot harder for the evolutionists to defend their faith than it is for the Christian. As I bring this episode to a close, let me say this. Christians believe in a God that is an intelligent and loving being that's outside of time, space, and matter. We believe that this God is the creator of all things, which is why when scientists look through the microscope, the telescope, or simply observe the world all around them, they see evidence for an intelligent creator. If you investigate this evidence, you will come face to face with these same proofs. That's all the time that we have for today. Come back next time as we look at other fields of science to see how they point to a creator. And remember, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. God bless.